It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Monday, Monday, so good to me, if I remember the lyrics correctly, which I'm fairly certain I don't. How are you doing? So Luke Peach here. Um, we use that line like surprisingly rarely, mm. given um, that we do a show every Monday. Is and we, and any, we don't plan it. <laughs> and there's no Thursday songs, really, is there? Thursday's, Thursday's Child. Child by David Bowie. Yeah. No, it was Thursday's Child. I love that song. You carry on with your intro. I'll see if there's any songs about Thursday. Um, Monday, Thursday, Destiny's Child. I'm getting De- Destiny's Child mixed up with... Uh, was there a song about days that Destiny's Child did? Like, Monday... You were a dick to me. Tuesday, we got back together. Well, it's Craig David. We chilled on Sunday. Apparently, Jess Glynn, who I, I know of, but I've not heard a single mm. note of, no. is, did a song called Thursday, as did Harry Nilsson back in 1976. So, I can't live if Thursday is without Pete, was there not like a kind of emo, sort of screamo band called yeah. Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. Uh, and they did a famous song called Cross Out the Eyes. Right. And I'm fairly certain they had a little kind of dance move to it. They always go, Cross out the eyes. Na, 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 na. Ninjas can't do from them. It's good. Check it out, mate. Who's that for? Who's that for? It's good. All right, can we just stop this show and listen to some fucking <laughs> Thursday? Stick well? it on. That'll Stick waste three and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll do some Finch. We'll worry about the rights later. Yeah. Um, how have you been, all right? Good, mate. Had a Pretty good. good. Pretty good. We spent the weekend in a villa, which we enjoyed immensely. Yeah. I had a little swim. Yeah. That's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you are not as strong a swimmer as I thought you'd be. Uh, I've told you more, more than You're quite breathy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a little... Um, asthmatic I'm a little worm. doggy paddle boy. A little asthmatic worm. It's, it's not about being asthmatic, it's just about technique. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Doesn't Michael Phelps have asthma? Or have I just made that up? No, I told you before. Every time I tell you this fact, you get annoyed about it inexplicably. Oh, yeah. Where a lot oh, of like, top yeah, swimmers are asthmatic because they, they, they were told, "Yeah, get in the pool." Um, Washington has become the first state in the U.S. to legalize human composting. Sorry, what? Washington human composting? What is yeah, it? like just doing a shit. People, no, people can now choose to have their body turned into soil after their death. Oh, that's cool. So, as an alternative to cremation or burial. Um, and obviously because graveyards are becoming more and more scarce, um, at the end of the composting, loved ones are given the soil, which they can use in planting flowers, vegetables, or trees. Oh, that's nice. I like that Kind of poetic, really, isn't it? (laughs) It is a little bit, yeah. Um, I would like to be turned into confetti and fired out out of a confetti cannon. Let's talk about our own burials. Seriously, what would you like to do? Uh, I just donate a science. People can laugh at my tattoos and my winky, so... 
<laughs> How's that going to benefit science? Give, this give, bloke had give the terrible tattoos and an give, average sized penis. Give the, sci- give the scientists something to giggle about. Yeah. Just, just I cheer up their day. I kind of think they've seen it all before, mate. Really. <laughs> what are you offering to science? It's not like you're the elephant man. Right, okay. The best, I think the most interesting thing to science from you would be, I'm going to say forehead. MSG. We've both got four heads. Right, okay. And I think the way your brain works, which is, when I first met you, I remember thinking after working with you for a little bit that I've never met anyone whose brain works in quite the same way. Like you would literally, we we would experience the same thing, whether it be a meeting, a night out, whatever, mm. and your takeaway from it would be completely the opposite to mine. And I found that fascinating for a very long time. I mean, it's just tedious now, but then <laughs> I found it fascinating. But, then, but surely you're just sort of going, oh, this man's thinking so much differently. Yeah, I, I, am th- I am that, yeah. But you just assume that everyone thinks like you. That's why you find it so strange. No, but I've never seen anyone else like it. Right. Um, I think when they crack open your Swede, your brain's going to be in there backwards. <laughs> the front, ah, they're trying to lobotomize me. Ah, I didn't even get my frontal lobe, prick. Yeah. It's at the back. I can still be evil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I'll just I'll just do what you want with me, really. You don't care? Do what you want. But yeah, I know Take you don't care of... because you'll be dead. Mm. But now at the moment, you're very much not dead. Right. Certainly at time recording. <laughs> so you must have an idea about what would be nice and what wouldn't and what you'd like to happen because there's a lot of different options, aren't there? I mean, mm. for example, the sky burial, the famous Mongolian thing where the vultures come down and eat you. Okay, yeah, yeah. And there's a Norwegian Viking... It's very violent, isn't it? It's like very... a Viking burial where you put your body out to sea in a boat. I think mm. I, like, I quite like that. Um, yeah, I don't mind, to be honest. I just... Um, Is it important for you to have a resting place for your loved ones to better go and visit? I'd like to be put in a beehive. Like just sort of like a giant beehive, just a giant beehive, and and they would make like the honeycomb around my body, sting you back to life, sting me back to life. I've become bee man, yeah, um, uh, bee roll, and yeah, they would make the honeycomb around me, uh, and what then, a chilling scene. And then they could open it up after my, you know, all of my skeletons gone, and there'd just be the imprint, waste of honey, covered. No in one's bees. gonna be eating that. No one wants to go near that honey. <laughs> that is true, actually. Yeah. It's it's probably more likely to uh, attract wasps. Yeah. Because <laughs> they exclusively eat uh, meat, don't they? Or some of them do. Giant beehive, yeah? Disgusting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I don't think you, I don't think you yeah. say that. All right, cool. You don't have an interest in a Mongolian sky burial, no? No. I'd, would, sky burial is just, what, you'd, you'd, uh, some vultures come down and peck at you? <laughs> it's do a bit more anyway. dramatic than that. I mean, where I'm planning on dying, they'll probably couldn't do that anyway. I'll probably be eaten by someone or something. So it's a... It's a, it's a a practice where the the dead body is placed on a mountain top to decompose right. while being exposed to the elements. So you can normally you're eaten by carrion birds, mm. but you can be eaten by scavenging animals and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's I think I think it's traditionally a Chinese and Mongolian thing, mm. but maybe it's done in Tibet as I well. Think but, surely the um, uh, but the thing is, can I just say sorry, but very very quickly, there's a huge difference between being placed on top of a mountain delicately in Inner Mongolia, mm. surrounded by beautiful scenery, mm. perhaps the Himalayas in the background, you know, and just being left on the side, side of the street <laughs> in Soho, you know, for a couple of foxes and some rats to chew there's, at you. Yeah, but there's only so many, um, there's only so many mounds, there's only so many beautiful places. I know for a fact I'd get stuck in an absolute stink hole. They'd find like some dirty place next to a dirty old tree. Mm. Um that perpetrated some terrible acts. Well, yeah, exactly. But wasn't there a situation with the sky burial? I think it was fairly recently where um, it became almost like a, a weird and quite gothic tourist attraction. Right. People were going there and watching watch. it. And, and, and I think I think that was... Because That's disrespectful. I, yeah, because I think it's bracketed around with some kind of religion, possibly right. to do with... Uh, maybe to do with Buddhism, I'm not sure. Um, that was kind of 
sort of what would you what they call kind of verboten. You shouldn't really do that. Right. Yeah. You shouldn't really be doing that. Yeah. yeah I I think I quite like the, those guys. Those guys. I don't know where it is. I forget to be honest. Um, where they um put them in a coffin and then they um exhume them every year and dress them in different clothes. Mm. I've got a friend. Try of, and find clothes that I would wear. So I've got I a mean, friend. Of good mine, luck, guys. Yeah, well, exactly. You just probably bury you in your clothes. <laughs> um, I've got a friend who, um, when he see, I'm not going to name him because it's probably unfair. I can't work out whether this is amazing parenting or actually quite troubling. Mm. And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's a lovely chap, and he's a really, really good dad. He, when, <laughs> when they're driving, he's driving along with his kids. He's got two sons, right? And they're of the age where they're interested in stuff like what he's like they're like 10 and 8 mm. or whatever so they're interested in this kind of stuff if they're on a trip somewhere and they see roadkill mm. notably when the mum's not in the car yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah. get say the badger or the fox and they put it in the car right. and they take it home and they bury it in the garden and they make a note of when they buried it and a year later they dig it up and, and have the skeletons explore it and stuff I mean and the kids are well into it yeah I mean, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting little uh, concept, isn't it? I mean, it could go both ways, couldn't it? It could go either celebrated surgeon, or the other way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're to incorporate horse, celebrated you're surgeon, you're leading your horse to sooner kill a water there, aren't you? I, th- I think what he's doing is very, very effectively delivering both his sons to a crossroads <laughs> <laughs> and saying, "Yeah, there you go. Yeah, make your choice." It's like Chase HQ or yeah. Turbo Outrun. You can go left or you can go right. Fifty-fifty. Completely yeah. up to you. But, um, what a fascinating thing to do. So basically his garden is pockmarked and full of dead animals. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've been around there. They've actually lot, got... A lot they've of actually cats got, around, a lot of actually, foxes. He actually listens to the show, so we'll know. <laughs> what I'm talking about. They've got skulls on the mantelpiece and stuff. Wow. They're not, like, is, they're not like a particularly gothic, gothic. family. That's, no, not, that's Tim there. Burton shit. He's going to be like a great... They're, they're going to be like great um, directors and stuff. Yeah. That's going to be cool. They're going to be like Marilyn Manson. That's pretty cool. I, was, I like I like the skulls on the... skulls in the Because you're using it for something, aren't you? Because that's just going to go to dust, isn't it? Yeah, nice to have a look at a, a dead animal. I, I find I kind of fall down the side of that. It says it's a quite interesting sort of science project. Yeah, but um, if an animal dies naturally, I don't. I have no. Oh, they're not killing animals. Stuff. They're no. not actually killing them. You know, well, they're that's what they tell you. That's how it starts. I've just seen. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, I've seen a ten-year-old with a cricket bat hanging out of the side <laughs> yeah. of yeah. an Austin Allegro. <laughs> Getting home to, to your wife. I have no idea how this happened. It's <laughs> a, it's a, butcher's knife in his neck. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, I was going to say my particular thing. I'd like. I'd like to have out into a boat, mm. someone fires a fire arrow mm-hmm. and it lands in the boat yeah. and bursts into flames. I, I would like uh, in, it's not even this, the last episode, the episode before that where a few people may have lost their lives. Um, you talk about Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. Thrones. They, get, they get put on, uh, they go, you love Game of Thrones more than me. Um, they get put on a big funeral pyre altogether, all the people who've died in the army. Um, yes. I'd like to get put with all my buddies all dead and that and then at the last minute he goes he shouldn't be there Yeah, and put yeah. me out on fire go, no he's rubbish he's not he, earned he his should, right he's not earned his no. right to be there no he, he pissed me off a couple I'd, of years ago I'd like to be uh, under the cover of darkness uh, buried in like a war <laughs> grave yeah <laughs> like like a war uh, like, like, a, like a war grave and then at the last minute they go he's he's not on the record who's he and then yeah. they have to dig me up I'd like to be to the other guys. I'd like to be put in, yeah, in the walls <laughs> of a quite hurriedly rushed um, mafia-backed construction project, right? In a load of cement, yeah. in the foundation. <laughs> I would like to. F- I would like to be buried in the scene of a true crime podcast. Uh, yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. To really fuck with their heads. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to be paraded around Leicester Square with my <laughs> pants pulled down. <laughs> 
uh, so everyone can look at me uh, and my penis. I'd like to be made into a milkshake that could be thrown at a politician. <laughs> yeah, thrown at, <laughs> thrown at a liberal politician. A liberal politician. Yeah. Um, good, I'm pleased Enjoyable. we covered that off, yeah. Pete. What were you going to talk about this week? Because we've just done about 15 minutes on that. I think we're good. I think we're on the emails. <laughs> let's, let's take a break and then we'll go to emails. All right, then. What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? A lot of people. Uh, sent us the Julian Assange. Julian Assange. Um, a lot of people sent us the um, Australian politi- uh, politician who um, put up um, signs. Or, or basically, the, the, obviously, the Australian elections happened a couple of weeks ago. Oh, did you vote last Thursday, by the way? Uh, yes, of course I did. Good, good for you. Um, for UKIP. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, there, so loads of people have put up these posters with that man going, I this saw is that, Democracy yeah. Manifest. Um, uh, interestingly enough, I'm going to read it, and you can tell me if, you, if we need to cut it out. Okay. Someone's emailed in with a genuine Julian Assange update. Okay. Claiming to know right. what's going on. What's going on? I said, hey, yeah, yeah. She writes a lot of songs for other people now, that woman. She does, yeah. That woman. Yeah, what's her name? I can't remember um, her name. Linda. It's not Linda, is it? I think it is. Linda. Is Linda LaPlante. Linda. Oh. Is her name Linda, the, um, Linda Perry? Blonde. Linda Perry. Yeah. There you go. Um, so yeah, uh, an email from Jimbo. We'll only use his mm. first name. Okay. Who's claiming to have inside knowledge of the current Julian Assange situation? Now, okay. Julian Assange. This is a caveat. Is a man who attracts a lot of types. <laughs> Shall we say is that fair? Yeah. Um, so I have no idea if this is true or not. Glamour, uh, glamour pusses like uh, Sam, <laughs> Sam. Not Sam Fox. What's her name? Pamela Anderson. Sam Fox is your one. Mm. Um, Pam Ronson, yeah. So Jimbo says, Hi guys, a note, some inside gossip on your man Julian Assange there. My mother works at Belmarsh Prison. Ah. Where Julian Assange there is currently incarcerated. Wow. The, the other day, my mum texted me to say both Pamela Anderson and Vivian Westwood ah. have been in to visit him. What made me laugh about the text is my mum felt the need to put from Baywatch in brackets after Pamela Anderson and British fashion designer in brackets after Vivian <laughs> Westwood as if I wouldn't know who either of these people were. I'll take it upon myself to be an official Julian Assange there watch via my mum and mm. update you with more gossip the moment I get it. Well, I mean, Vivian Westwood has... Uh, if he gets shanked, we want to know about it as soon as possible. Has uh, slammed the UK over the Julian Assange arrest. So, yeah, I guess uh, she has been in. Um, yeah. So, the well who, who they incarcerated... <laughs> For merely attempting to eat a succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> he just wanted a succulent Chinese meal for crying out loud. This honestly. is Democracy Manifest. <laughs> oh, you got your hand off my penis! Yeah. I can see you know your judo well. <laughs> Hello at LukeandPeacher.com to get in touch yep. with anything, particularly a Julian Assange there update, mm. but otherwise, uh, whatever you want to get Beautiful. in touch about. Yeah. Uh, Kevin has got in touch. Um, uh, as someone uh, beat me uh, to talk about the dolphin story. Oh, the talking dolphin story, rather. Uh, I thought I'd mention the story about young dolphins deliberately getting high on puffer fish toxins. I don't think he should be referred to as the talking dolphin because he never actually spoke. Yeah, he did. He got a couple of handies. I want, please. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was it. Um, yeah, basically, this, uh, the, these young dolphins deliberately get high uh, on puffer fish toxins. The behaviour was discovered by a film crew shooting for a BBC documentary and captures the dolphins chewing on the fish to release the toxins and passing it among each other. Absolutely chilling. That's class. Um, well, I, I remember um, a documentary, I think possibly also um, uh, uh, commentated by David Whisperyman uh, Attenborough, or rather David Tennant, uh, in this case, uh, Lemurs of Madagascar, back in the day. I'm oh, saying, is it fermented about, fruit? Uh, no, I've spoken about this before, like uh, the millipedes. Oh, okay. They release this toxin, just like a puff, puffer fish. I think it might be like, uh, well, something dreadful anyway. Uh, but they rub the juice 
uh, that these um, that these puffer uh, that these pufferfish that these millipedes yeah. uh, ex- exude. Um, they rub it on their fur as a kind of like insecticide, but. A great um, side effect is that it really fucks them up. So they're uh, just absolutely off their head. So they're really way more enthusiastic than they normally would be about grabbing and biting these uh, millipedes that are just spraying out this this horrible funny, acrid fog. That's funny. Um, but they just but you just see them smearing on it, and then for the next hour they are just done. Chill. <laughs> they are just chill as fuck in a K hole. They're having a lovely time in a millipede hole. Yeah. Do you know what the difference between a millipede and a centipede is? Um, it's quite boring. I'm gonna say, uh, I, I did not. The problem with trivia is that it just leaves my head as soon as it's uh, actually got in there. So um, centipedes have one pair of legs per body segment, right? And millipedes have, have two pairs. Oh yeah, right. and d- d- I mean, obviously that's quite. If you're if you're creeped out by them, clearly you can't really get that close very easily. Mm. Um, but if you want to know as a general rule, I think it's that centipedes are very fast and millipedes are quite slow. Ah, so you can kind of tell that way. It's because they've got centipedes. So centipedes have only got two, so they're slower than. No, they're faster. Oh, they're faster. I don't know why. They've got right, fewer okay. legs, but they're faster. Weird. Um, I also seen some chimps. I think it's chimps. I know you're very particular about the difference between chimps and other primates, but have you seen that? I think chimps have been observed to wait for certain fruits to ferment. All oh, right, so they get the, Yeah, because some of the trees they'll grab them because they need the food, mm. but certain trees they'll leave alone. So they ferment so they can get get off their box. I reckon that's uh, I reckon that's probably more likely to be a monkey, maybe because I to to get a chimp drunk you'd need some fucking a good amount of uh, you reckon fermented uh, fermented fruit. Some of them are probably lightweights. <laughs> They're not oh, all Alan Brazil, are they? <laughs> Do, Alan Brazil was giving it the big one on uh, on, Twitter, on on I guess his breakfast show, saying that uh, oh the radio on DJ oh he could only do it for four years, you know oh what an absolute puss bus like you know yeah. doing breakfast as you know. Uh, if you can't handle breakfast, you can't handle anything. And then somebody replied, "God, you don't turn up for the first five minutes of show, mate. Yeah. Don't worry about it." He's been doing. It. I think. I think that's the <laughs> longest running. I'm going to say the longest running prep show in Europe, maybe. Mm. I think. Yeah, been, how, what's that like? Twenty years? Something like that. I think yeah. it is maybe as many as twenty. Don't yeah. last very long on that uh, on that gig. Too, well, it's honest. tough. It's a tough old job. That's why. Mm. Not easy. Um, Bunts. That's why it's bunstastic. What about this? Would you do breakfast, Pete? Have you got offered it? I did do, but I was on breakfast. I know, but you're a psychic. I yeah, mean, actually, yeah, for your own show. Yeah, you know. well, if I had breakfast money, yeah, definitely. What is breakfast money? Cut the chips, some yeah. sausages. <laughs> no, I never have chips. A runner. Breakfast. A runner. Um, yeah, no, no, breakfast money is proper breakfast money. Oh, I'm, like, I'm the, I'm the head of bunts. I'm the head of the radio station. <laughs> right. I'm sitting down with you. Yeah. And I'm saying, right, we love what you're doing at the moment. With what show are you doing at the moment? <sighs> Evening. 10 p.m. until one in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're already up inconveniencing yourself anyway. Yeah. For, for a pittance, <laughs> for, a, for a derogatory amount. Yeah. Um, what do you want to do breakfast? What, what do, would I want to do breakfast? What do you want? Tell what do I want? Write, well, a, no, write bre- a figure on that piece of breakfast paper. Breakfast money. Breakfast money is, uh, in my opinion, two hundred thousand pounds a year plus minimum. Otherwise, well, well, it's not worth ruining your life for. Congratulations, you're the worst negotiator ever. <laughs> You've just secured yourself a contract worth two hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, would you do it? What for two hundred thousand? You, you're a yeah. night owl, though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, but I could turn myself into a. It's just a different time, type of the um, different time of the night, isn't it? Just treat yeah. it like that. But what? you finish by finish by ten. Go home, have a little snooze, and especially presenters, they don't stick around. They don't sort of like hang around. You're not like a producer because I've worked on a breakfast show, but the hours were six in the morning to you know two in the afternoon, so it was a good old shift. Yeah, but like as a DJ, you're only there for the hours that you're needed. So the production staff at the breakfast show I'm familiar with, mm. they start at four. Yeah, show goes in there at six. Yeah, and they're done midday. Yeah. Maybe yeah. It's a long. It's, a, it's still yeah. a long old shift, really. If you're yeah. if you're a producer, the or thing that blows my mind is to come with some of the APs I know. 
obviously young young mm. people, young young idealistic. Yeah, but they they, just, they they still go out and get pissed and stuff. Mm. But they just stop drinking at like six p.m. <laughs> and go to sleep. And it's the same thing. It's just shifted forward a few yeah. hours. But, I, I um, used to I, the the heavy sleep of a breakfast radio huaca, uh, two p.m. until four. Oh, there's nothing like it. It is lovely. I remember going through a phase when I AP'd on the Talk Sport Breakfast Show about 12, 13 years ago now. In the winter, mm. your you, car would come for you at like 3.45. Mm. It'd obviously be dark. You'd get into the office, and those offices then didn't really have much light, So, and the studio had no window really, not in the bit you are in. And you'd work through till, like I say, midday. Mm. The only daylight you would see would be the five-minute walk back to the tube station and the five-minute walk home from the tube station because you fall straight asleep, wake up again, and it'd be dark again. Yeah. Oh, it's an absolute that killer. Curious, isn't it? It's that killer. You feel uh, like you're getting no vitamin D. I think I'll be able to get take that um, sort of thing in my stride a bit more now. But um, well, for two hundred grand a year, you're better. Yeah, because that that's might. a lot of money for that's people. Straight. That's way too much money for someone of your talents. <laughs> to even being honest. Yeah, but what if you're bringing in promotions? What if you've got like a breakfast sponsor that's bringing in like half a million quid a year on your coin, mate? And yeah. you're going to all the meetings. You're schmoozing the hype alloy. You're paying for yourself. Yeah. Get your gra- get your Groucho membership back again. <laughs> get in there. <laughs> Get your fancy suit on. What about this, Pete, from um, Matt Walker? Okay. Who has made the, um, I'm going to say, inadvisable error of using his full name. Uh-oh. Uh, he says, Dear Luke and Pete, having begun episode one on Saturday the 9th of March, oh dear. I've relentlessly ambushed my ears with your dulcet tones, stopping only to take on water and work for 45 hours a week. <laughs> Finally, I've caught up with the latest episode, which is 167 at the time of writing, and feel worthy of writing in. It is the existence of your very show that actually leads me to write in as something Pete said in episode 104 accidentally caused an awkward and slightly embarrassing situation for me. So this is going back to episode 104 now. He makes it sound like it's a Ramadan kind of fast. Yeah. To all, it was pausing only to work he's and treat, drink on water. He's treated it like that. <laughs> um, he says, I am a service and repair engineer for a boiler manufacturer. Mm. So I spend my time darting about in and around Manchester and Sheffield. I have my private, f- private phone linked to my stereo in my work van so that when I put the keys in the ignition, it picks up where I left off in the world of podcasts. Mm. On the day in question, I had just repaired a boiler at Holland's Methodist Church in Oldham. Lovely. Having dealt with a sweet old lady named Gwen, the kind who offers you enough tea and biscuits to feed Daenerys Targaryen dragons, <laughs> who were standing chatting at the door of my van, and as we said goodbye, I put the key in the ignition. Cue Pete proclaiming, I'll smash through your back catalogue, you prick. <laughs> I quickly, Take that, Methodist. I quickly yanked the cable out of the stereo to disconnect my phone, but it was too late. She gave me the look of a parent. Uh, you know the one. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed yeah. uh, that you dread as a child. I apologised and quickly made my getaway like the cretin I am. You should have doubled down and just went, fuck your biscuits. And he finished. And revved the engine. That's making it worse. <laughs> so he asked, will you record a sweary message for Gwen? Okay. No, he doesn't. He doesn't Gwen. Know. He doesn't ask that. I enjoyed your biscuits. Thank you very much. And I hope your church goes from strength to strength. Yeah. No. One one nation under God. Now, fuck off. Um, he also <laughs> he finishes by saying, sorry, it's a bit long and probably a bit boring, but I love your show and I hope you make many more for us to, to, all to enjoy. Cheers, Matt Walker of Manchester. I was not expecting those sentiments after a man who's um, devoured so many Lucabees. We've ruined his professional all. life and he's still thanking us. He's still thirsty for more. Unbelievable. He's his own worst enemy. Um, have you seen, uh, by the way, speaking of emails, I got an email the other day saying, um, and this is the most PR, I, haven't, I didn't even open it, so I might be wrong, but I don't think I am. The most obvious PR joke email ever mm. from Uber saying, introducing Scuba, the world's first rideshare submarine. 
That's not happening, is it? You're not doing that. No, you're not doing that. Yeah, there's no one's going to no. use that. No, there's so no, there's no public. Stop infiltrating my inbox with your PR nonsense. There's a uh, there's apparently like an Uber for um, bands. Like uh, so, you can book a band. Uh, they rock up, and uh, the, the the Uber for bands takes um, a load of money, and you make a very small amount of uh, right. But there's you know, there's an Uber uh, copter in Cannes. An Uber copter. Yeah. No, that would. Yeah, but it's again it's just PR. It, no, I can actually see it flying over. Them. You can actually see it. Yeah, no, but it's it's just PR, but it's not scalable. You know, so people like you and I say it. Yeah. So yeah. far, so far, sounds is an Uber for live music startup that just closed a twenty-five million round of investment for its product, which books house shows where musicians show up and play in your living room for you and your friends at around about um, one thousand uh, dollars each. Right. And uh, yeah, so uh, should we then, start a band? And then the paying musicians get uh, a small cut of yeah. that particular amount. So there we go. Email, you got another one? I've got I've one. I've got an email. Uh, well, Dan from Australia actually uh, makes the point that uh, Brian Adams has run to you. Yeah. I sort of made the point that um, it's all about um, a man wanting to cheat on his missus. So when the feeling's right, mm. I'm going to run all night, I'm going to run to you. The music video very much implies that rather than from rather than running uh, from his wife to another woman, he's actually expressing a desire to get away from his unbelievably attractive lady and strum away on his guitar for a while. That or he's fucking his instrument. Right, I never considered that. Now, the thing is, I think the video director just went, you know what? We can't you do this. We can't yeah. have you cheating on a woman because that's yeah. not great for your image, even though you've written a song about it. Yeah. Let's have you wanting to fuck a Fender Strat. As they call it in the trade. As they call it in the trade. Get one of them on Uber. He's a Strat um, man, isn't he? Probably. I said, I, a black I, I Strat, really basic. You yeah. look at him and you go, oh, mate, get yourself a fucking... Ibanez. <laughs> get yourself a flying V, What mate. a bizarre... What an out of the... What a weird dig that is. <laughs> Get yourself an Ibanez, Brian yeah. Adams. I've got a Gretsch. Basic bitch. Um, I was going to say, a couple of famous songs that people assume are about girls right. are actually not about girls. And they are... They're about heroin. Yeah. <laughs> are they okay? Heroin? Golden Brown. Yeah. And There She Goes by the Lars. Right. So Golden Brown by the Stranglers, I think. They're both about heroin. Oh, nice. So it's funny because There She Goes is obviously a staple of radio play. Because um, people assume, mm. I suppose, that it's about you know in love with a woman, but it's actually about heroin. Ah, and, and listen, hello at lukeandpeacher dot com. If you know of songs that ostensibly sound like love songs, but are actually about drugs, because I, I, I imagine there's probably loads. of I them. reckon that there's yeah, I reckon there are loads. And and, and the Stranglers heroin... one actually isn't just about heroin; it's also about the former Chancellor of the Exchequer and <laughs> Prime Minister of Great they Britain. They never sing in Northern Ireland. Actually, um, Theresa May, who is obviously under pressure at the time of uh, well, last week she was under pressure uh, for leaving. Um, her post. Uh, she was. She's really close to um going past Gordon Brown's record as uh, as leader of the Gordon country. Brown. You just want to hang in there, wouldn't you? Yeah. You just want to hang in there. Um, but yeah, they never sing about cork. They never sing about cork, and they never sort of because basically that's your basic rock star drug to take. But they never sing about that because it's a bit gauche and a bit like nobody likes a corkhead. But they love heroin. They love singing about heroin, like because it's because it's a life ruiner. <laughs> Another um, song that's about, uh, actually about heroin is um, the song Heroin by the Velvet Underground. <laughs> <laughs> See, have the balls to sing about it properly, you prick. So don't email in with that one. Yeah. We know it. And let's do a final email, Pete, about... Uh, is that, that was at the end of Dan from Australia. That was email? the end from Dan from okay, Australia. He emailed it. I've been cutting them down a little bit uh, to, a, to a salient point because some um, emailers make the same point as other emailers. That's uncharacteristic. I know, you right? You normally just don't bother. Shut up. Um, let's finish with this one from Bryce, which is a bit odd, but I think it's it's um, suitable for the esoteric nature of this show that people know and occasionally love. Bryce from Portland, Oregon says, on the back of episode 168, I have some reservoir chat to bring to the table. Right. We were talking about reservoirs. Mm. 
Um, and my father-in-law, Larry, texted me about reservoirs, the local the, yeah. the reservoir I run around, which is local to his mm. house. He said it's actually um, got security cameras and security guards there, so you can't just jump in it or chuck bleach <laughs> in it or whatever. Anyway, okay. um, Bryce says, Gerber Reservoir was named for my great-great-grandfather, Louis Gerber, in the high desert of southern Oregon. Louis uh, purchased much of the land surrounding the reservoir in the late 1800s and consolidated them into the Gerber Ranch which is still in operation today by my great aunt, in 1923 sold the reservoir to the US government with the island that was used as a bombing test range during World War II. And it's actually got a Wikipedia page if you fancy having a look as well. So mm. um, a man who is the um, descendant of a reservoir magnate. Yeah, I mean, I saw that email and I'm wondering why you chose that one. Why? We're just talking to a man who knew or is a descendant of a man who owned a reservoir. Yeah. Gold, that. It's fucking gold, mate. That's, that's radio gold. I'm telling you. Oh, well. Oh, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there on a high point. You're telling me you're not we interested heard, in that? We heard from a man who whose grand, great-grandfather owned a reservoir. Yeah. Right. Is that, why we've beco- is that what we've become? I'm naming the show after it. <laughs> I actually put... Because you know what I do for the emails? I do a little in bold sentence, yeah. which sums up the email for easy access when I'm going to see what I want to yeah. read next, right? So, for example, for the, um, the button phobia one we did a while ago, another interesting phobia, um, a Julian Assange update. They're quite self-explanatory. Mm. I've got some others that we didn't get to, like, um, I, I, I won't ruin it. Um, but for the one we did a second ago, Pete lets down an old woman, as usual. Okay. Um, and for this one, I've just put Reservoir Old Dog. Uh, See you on Thursday. Could you not go Reservoir? Bring the hour, music in then. Reservoir. Bring- Hour, like output hour, reservoir hour, our reservoir. See you on Thursday. See you later. This was a Radio Staccano production.